Live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. Man, oh man, oh man. I like that microphone sound there, man. You know, I had a different pop screen on here. You know what a pop screen is out there? Pop screen? Well, it's just like a foam thing, but there's different types of foam. Some pop screens are actually just foam. You know, it's just like some foam. Whereas a pop screen is made with a certain type of foam that will reduce a popping effect. Popping effect, Joe Rogan. If Joe Rogan's producer would ever figure it out, to turn off, uh, turn on a compressor to start with, compress the audio, back everybody off the mics a teeny bit, make it not so important to be on, you know, right in front of the microphone right here. Hey, I'm right here, and I love the sound of my own voice. Uh, you know, it's it's that's not how you do it. Okay, you got to back off a little bit. Then you got to bring up the level with some kind of a preamp. Okay, I don't think they have any kind of a preamp. They're still doing, you know, a podcast from like 1994 sound over there. It's very weak on the production, very weak. And I'm just saying the popping of the P's and the microphone issues. Get lapel mics, for God's sakes. Good lapel mics. That way you don't have to worry about all the mic stands and tug it on the mic. And I know it looks cool. Hey, man, look at me. I got headphones on and a microphone in front of my face. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, what do you think's going on here in the triad with the weather, man? Hey, thanks for coming back to the show. We take a little break once in a while uh, just to clear the head out. Not like I do anything difficult, but, you know, it's small time. What can I tell you? All right, so here we go. We got Alec Baldwin we're going to talk about. We're going to, uh, oh, we're going to give you a little bit of weather. 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 I got I to gotta shape up what I do to the weather because every once in a while, I know there's people out there coming here to this show to get my excellent writing skills and my forecast. No, I copy everything. I don't do anything. Nothing's original here. <laughs> Strong to severe storm is possible this evening. We're keeping an eye on a cold front that will be moving through later today. And most of the day is going to be warm with clouds building in. However, this evening, a few storms may be strong or severe. The main threat is damaging winds. So uh, you're ready to batten down the hatch. Put the cover over the boat. Stick the boat under the under the carport. Do what you got to do. Rain clears out overnight and makes way for a cooler and breezy Tuesday. With highs in the mid to low and mid-60s. High temperatures remain below average the rest of the week. Ooh, cold front coming in. Look out. Get out your uh, get out your jammies. Your, uh, what are they called? Long johns, yeah. Get out your long johns. Do, 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 do. Get out your long johns, baby. Okay. Uh, <laughs> losing my freaking mind, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Alec Baldwin. And my headline, my disgusting headline is... Uh, I feel bad about it now at this point, but I'm going to do it anyways. Because I'm a whore for listeners, and that's it. 
and I'm doing it. The headline is uh, Alec Baldwin question mark manslaughter charge question mark right man oh man I mean it hasn't happened but if you notice the question marks hopefully it would cover my ass one of these days I'm going to say something that's going to get the woke cancel culture pissed off at me and they're going to come after me and I'll be famous then my show will go through the roof man as soon as the cancel culture gets a hold of you man people start looking for your shit where's that egg man at they're trying to cancel his ass yep Yep, yeah, I got you, though. I got you, though. Alec Baldwin. He's like one year older than me, 63 years old, making a movie. Oops, that wasn't me hitting Alec Baldwin in the head. Uh, <laughs> it was me kicking the mic. Not actually kicking it, but kicking the bottom of the mic stand. Sorry about that. Jeez. Uh, Joe Rogan. Hey, do that over there, too. You know, his name is Alexander Ray Baldwin. Born April 3rd, 1958. And, uh, yeah, he's in a little trouble, man. He might be in a little trouble. I know the headline, I said, um, manslaughter charge possible and all that. I mean, it could happen, but, you know, he is Alec Baldwin, you know. and You know, how we ever know he's not acting, you know, because you're so used to Alec Baldwin. He's so good at acting. He could go to the, he went to the, the house the family of the girl that he shot dead, the cinematographer, and he went to the family, you know, and, and he was there and hanging out, you know, so they were going somewhere. I wonder if he's going to start spending a lot of money on them so they don't press some kind of charge, write him a big fat check. I mean, you know, dude, got to do what you got to do. If it was an accident, they could still get you for civil crap. They can sue the movie itself, sue the, uh, Producer, director, the movie company, whoever's behind it. I think Alec is probably, you know, nowadays forking up his own money for these movies. I believe he was producing and directing this movie and acting in it. So, um, I don't know about the all three, but point is, you, you got to, I mean, if it happened the way they're saying it happened, you got to, I mean, how, how terrible, how terrible really Baldwin must feel because anybody who has to live with killing somebody, um, it's probably easier to live with killing somebody that you're face to face with if you know they're the enemy or you're you know you're told to do it you know the constitution you know and you're told to go out there and fight a war for the United States of America and you go out and shoot a few people cuz you had to you know but to accidentally shoot somebody in that scenario i guess after a while you got to come to terms with the fact that there's a dangerous job out there you know how does a bullet though get in the gun how does that happen that's what they say. A live round ended up in the gun. That's got like uh, Magnum P.I. written all over it, you know, an episode of Magnum P.I., how the bullet accidentally got in the gun at the uh, the big movie shooting, you know, or uh, even a classic Barnaby Jones, you know, or uh, Columbo stumbling around. Uh, yeah, Mr. Baldwin, uh, I got one more question for you there before you go. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, when you pulled the trigger there, did you, uh, you know, did you mean to shoot it? No, I don't think so. Forbes Magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web, and Cigar Aficionado Magazine described Corona Cigar Company as the largest best stock cigar shops in America. Here's the founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borsowitz. 
We created Corona Cigar Company's retail stores and cigar bars so you and your friends could relax and enjoy the ultimate cigar experience. And we've created our website so you can shop online as well. It's easy to remember, coronacigar.com. We feature thousands of name brand cigars and accessories at discount prices. Check out our exclusive line of cigars, including Avo Lounge, CAOS Caparate, Cielo, Florida Cielo, Cost Cutter Bundles, Ranchero, and Corona Nicaraguan Cigars, just to name a few. And your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Be sure and join our email list for the latest cigar deals and event info. It's the best spam on the web. So save time and money and visit Corona Cigar. Okay, all right, here we go. So, yeah, Alec Baldwin was uh, rehearsing a, a cross-draw. A cross-draw. Okay, so um, that led him to a pointed revolver at the camera where cinemat- cinematographer uh, Helna Hutchins and director Joel Souza were standing on the uh, the movie's called Rust. And uh, probably his name. He's probably a cowboy named Rust. That's right. I'm Rust and I'm riding high, baby. Movie set last week, according to a police search, uh, the affidavit uh, released Sunday. Souza told he then heard a loud pop and saw that he and Hutchins were bleeding. And uh, Hutchins was fatally wounded and Souza was injured by what turned out to be a loaded gun. See, I mean, it was some kind of just like shrapnel or, you know, a faulty uh, blank, well, however they load those things, you know, a faulty load. But man, to switch a gun and have a bullet, the negligence there has just got to be huge. Camera operator Reed, what was his name? Reed Russell told investigators that uh, Souza, who was struck in the shoulder, that's the guy that was standing next to uh, Hutchins, had blood on him, and Hutchins, who was hit in the chest, said she could not feel her legs. Whoa. Man, oh, man, that must have been scary as hell, right? I mean. Man. Tough goings, man. Russell said that uh, once Hutchins was on the ground, medics began to treat her injury as she was bleeding while on the floor of the building. They were in the uh, affidavit, as I uh, said. Before the shooting... Baldwin was explaining where his arm would be after he drew the gun from a holster, according to the affidavit. Cameras were not rolling at the time. Hmm. Not rolling at the time. Yeah, you wouldn't. Because <sighs> someone would get a hold of that. It wouldn't be fair to the family, right? I mean, although we all secretly would like to see it, you know. Because we have that, uh, let's go see a dead body at the uh, car crash right away. Let's go. Yeah, let's all get in the car and uh, go look at all the dead bodies. Let's go check out the burning house where they had to take out all the burnt bodies. Yeah. See, I don't have that. I don't really want to see that. I've seen enough of that in real life. You know, I don't want to see that crap. I don't want to see it. I don't watch movies like that about death and destruction. I like nice movies. I know I'm a dick on the radio, but I like nice movies. I like uh, Bridges Over Madison County. I mean, that's a great movie. Anything Clint Eastwood is great. 
you know, it's just, uh, but that's different. You know, even though there's violence and death in those, it's different. It's a good guy killing the bad guy. So I guess that's okay with me. So Russell was not sure why the firearm was discharged and just remembered the uh, loud bang from the firearm. The document stated. Now that's right there, man. That's interesting because what they're saying there, that Russell was not sure why the firearm was discharged. Because he was playing around. Oh, man. That gets out. You know, that changes things. He was playing around because that's pure negligence on his part. Yeah, he's playing around. And he, people do that. I've done that with my gun joking around. And luckily, the only thing I shot was my answering machine. Back in the old days when you had an answering machine, you know, cassette player answering machine. At my store, and I... uh had about five people behind me when I opened the door to the store, so I was kind of in a hurry, and the message was going off. Some old lady was ordering something on my phone, and in front of my uh, five or six customers that were coming in, I took out my forty-five, which was supposed to have the uh, safety on, and it did not. And now I, here's what happened. This is how the mistakes happen. This is how mistakes happen, Okay. Very innocent mistake. Could have been deadly. All right, I'll finish the story about blowing up. I blew the living hell out of my answering machine. I pulled my gun out and shot it, you know, just joking around. I was just going to, you know, fake pull the trigger because I knew the gun was, you know, had the safety on. I knew that. I knew the gun had the safety on. I mean, I was, I was totally aware of it because it was my way I keep my gun all the time. You know, one in the chamber, safety on. It was a quick flick with the, you know, finger, you know. Now, once I opened the store up and everybody was coming in and stuff, I went into full, you know, took the safety off, and, you know, that way you could quick fire if you had to. If somebody was trying to rob you, shoot him in the back <laughs> on the way out. But, you no, know, here's how it happened, okay? Simple thing. Me and my brother had bought the same exact gun, and he kept his gun, you know, in different places. I don't remember. He put his gun down somewhere where I would have picked it up and thought it was my gun in a rush to get to work on time. So... But my brother, he keeps one in the chamber, and he does not keep his safety on. Just doesn't do it. It's just, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. You know, you're going to carry a gun. You got it locked in, right, safe. And you decide not to run your safety. That's fine. You don't have to run your safety. You know, that keeps you from firing a gun. Basically, that's what a safety is for people who don't know anything about it. You know, it's, a, it's a little switch on a gun that when it's in the uh, up position, it's a little red dot that it covers up. Or no, the red dot is exposed uh, when your safety is on. Or the other way around. I can't even remember on that gun. But that's as simple as it is. It's just a, a little lever, a little flick of your thumb. And I would keep my gun with the safety on one in the chamber. Because I was, you know, around a lot of people. You know, regular people, you know, every day. Uh, customers and stuff. So, you know, you want to accidentally shoot a customer. So, But uh, on this particular day, I took my brother's gun by accident, holstered it up, headed into work, not knowing that he had left the safety off like he kept it. Not his fault. My fault for getting the wrong gun. But, you know, they were the exact same. After that, I took my gun and I painted the, uh, I painted my, uh, the, the grip on it. I took the grips off and painted them white, you know, like the opposite. Both the guns were solid black. So, uh, yeah, that's how I did it, though, man. I picked up the wrong gun. I shot my answering machine and scared the hell out of everybody in the building. We'll be right back. Don't touch it. Hey, you! Try- 
November 1802. John Jameson found himself stranded in the unforgiving forest of Karna with an injured horse, a cart of his famous whiskey, and a pack of wolves even less forgiving than the aforementioned forest. Smoke billowed from the beast's nostrils as they closed in. Jameson was reluctant, but with his whiskey threatened, he had no choice. He took his dagger and plunged it right into a Kilkenny apple, using the slices to train that pack of wolves into a world-class dog sled team. The whiskey was saved, his horse recovered nicely, and Jameson even made it home in time for a lamb dinner. Where have you been? Your dinner's cold. But just as he feared, his wife saw the wolves and insisted they keep them. Old Jameson could be seen walking those wolves around Dublin for the rest of his days. Even though she promised they'd be her responsibility. Today's adventure brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Taste above all else. Taste responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by the John Jameson Import Company, purchased New York. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady is, uh, you know, hated by uh, many. But I think more and more people are just, like, not hating on uh, Tom Brady. He is becoming America's sweetheart. Not in a gay way, you know, like in a a nice way. And with men, you know, men like him, too, because he's so goddamn cool. You know, and it's rare, you know, when you get that crossover. He's got that, uh, you know, a little bit of the male market. And uh, so yesterday at the football game he was playing, everything this guy does turns to gold, man. You know that? I mean, he's hard to beat. He's just got so many reasons to uh, play hard, you know, and he somehow manages to get it up like that, man, on game day. And he's just, wow. And the game yesterday, uh, he already had entered NFL history by becoming the first quarterback to pass for 600 touchdowns. And he was, I guess he was ready for that. And, uh, and so when he made the 600 and, you know, usually in that situation, they give the ball, you know, to a Tom Brady and he does what he likes with it. Puts his name on it, signs it, the date it happened, 600th catch. The ball is immediately worth $500,000. Okay. From what I hear immediately opening bid, $500,000, Tom Brady's 600th football 600th touchdown throw football that by accident the wide receiver gave to this kid and um it's 33 seconds left in the game too when all this happened i mean brady's so cool he just goes over there and and one of the uh, the player personnel people uh equipment managers or whatever went over and Wanted to get the ball back from the kid. Now, you you think about it. You're talking about $500,000. I mean, man, oh, man. Come on, Tom Brady. Like, he gave the kid a hat, whatever he did, signed something. Hopefully, there's more going on than that. Because that ball would change that kid's life, okay? Change his dad's life. Could pay off his mortgage. You know? So, Tom Brady, give the ball back, man. You should give that kid the ball. You should sign it, date it, make it official, certify it. And hand it to that kid, the cancer survivor. Yeah, that. Now, I'm not criticizing Tom Brady, okay? Not criticizing him, but he's probably under some kind of contract with that ball. 
let me tell you something. I'll bet you somebody owns that ball already. That ball might be uh, already been used for collateral on, you know, one of the mortgages on one of his multi-million dollar mansions, you know. So maybe there's more to it than that. But give the kid a ball, man. Give him a, a duplicate ball. You know, say, look, there were two balls that day. The day, the one that Brady actually made to play with that he kept and the one that was handed to the kid right there on NFL Live TV. I mean, you got documentation right there. Sign it, date it. This is, okay, it's not the one, but it's the one. Still going to be worth a couple hundred thousand dollars. Still life-changing freaking money. And, um, yeah, I'll tell you. The guy wrote on Instagram, the father of the kid, the nine-year-old cancer victim. It's still hard to believe. It was his son's first NFL game, and a dream came true. If that doesn't put a tear in your eye, in your crusty old eye, nothing will. This kid was diagnosed in December 2020 with brain cancer. One of those tragic moments you read about. But the kid beat it. Completed his final round of radiation back in July. Showed scans then showed his tumor was gone. Noah will continue to be monitored until he's 18. Brady said that was really sweet. Obviously a tough kid, man. Then Brady says it puts a lot into perspective of what we're doing on the field. In the end, it doesn't mean much compared to what people go through. We all try to make a difference. In a different way, in different ways. Uh, that's that's nice, man. I mean, goddamn, he said that off the cuff, man. It's like, can he do any wrong? I don't think so. Is that does he represent too big for cancel culture, Tom Brady? I think he does, right? I think he does. I mean, do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will? Uh, You think they'll not they'll be able to finish their 2021-2022 NFL season with only one loss, the one that they have? That's a good question. Do you think? Email me at uh, radioaddiction at mail.com. Radioaddiction at mail.com. And uh, give me a question. Is. And here's your options, okay? Yes, I think they will, of course. Maybe I'm not sure. No, I think they will not. And uh, I didn't follow the NFL. And, um, you know, just pick, you don't care. <laughs> I just say you don't care. No. Yeah, just tell me, will they or not? Will the Buccaneers finish? Are they that good? I don't know. I think there's just pretty good teams out there. I don't know how often they're going to have to hook up with the Bills. I don't know if they played their uh, a game with the Bills. I mean, you don't know who they're playing because now he's with Tampa. It's not like. All the Miami Dolphin fans that I know, we all memorize the uh, New England Patriots because they used to come in and kick our ass most of the time. Man, it was Bewitched. You, know, you see these little advertisements for Bewitched. You know? They're trying to tell you, that, uh, Bewitched naked, click here, you know. The final scene that got Bewitched canceled. You know, the first thing I'm thinking of is he showed a little too much. And I think it was. I think it was like in those little hot pants, a white tank top, stretching out in front of, what was his name, Daryl? Uh, we'll be back. 
Oh, the Indian takeaway. Overordering is never a mistake. You've got to have prawn puri and a taka dal and a garlic naan. But what if I go hungry? Mm, better get a Rogan Josh in as well. The delivery arrives. It's £93.48, though. You stare in awe at the creaking stack of metal tins. Looks like curry for breakfast again. Magic! You crack open a bottle of ice-cold Cobra with a smile. <laughs> cobra. Brewed with less fizz to go perfectly with curry. Love curry. Love Cobra. When you came in the air went out And every shadow filled up without I don't know who you think you are But before the night is through I'm going to do bad things with you Oh yeah Alright, here we go again. Uh, okay, uh, Tesla hits one trillion market cap. Man, oh man. I want a Tesla, man. Hey, I, I need a good sponsor. A Tesla would be great. Uh, and I'll drive a car. You don't have to, you know, doesn't have to be a permanent thing. Just let me lease it for a year and you pay for it and I'll advertise for you. Yeah, there we go. And we're just looking through some headlines here. Uh, let's see what we got here. And I'll let you know we're on Drudge Report. So Drudge Report is a liberal bunch of crap, most of it. We did the Brady Historic Day. Tom Brady encounter with the nine-year-old kid. And uh, he's breaking every damn record there is. I mean, it's like it won't be nothing left. He'll have them all. Unless he doesn't play as long as George Blanda did, right? I, mean, I think he was the, the next longest football player. I think he played until his 50s. But he became a kicker, so I don't know if that'd be, you'd be, com, you know, comparing apples to oranges. You know, he was a field goal kicker and a punter or whatever for uh, his last years, hanging on, getting that uh, football salary. And back then, it wasn't that much. And uh, da, 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 here we go. Woodward and Costa. Trump was calling into the war room. Oh yeah, I can imagine what that's about. What's his name? Anything to do with it? It's bogus. Here we go. Texas CBD vape shops take legal action after uh, Delta 8 THC deemed illegal by state. Is that worth clicking on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it is, man. Just not good enough. You know, trying to find something stupid, something sexual, something, uh, something silly. Oh, here we go. How Party Mom courted kids with Snapchat. What? Nah, I don't go there. That's too weird. And dun, 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 dun. housing market shows cracks with price cuts in boom towns. I usually end with something crazy, but uh, I don't have enough time to really do this anyway. So, housing market shows cracks. That these housing market things, it's pretty cool when they're starting to come down. Hey, remember, you spend most of your time inside your own head, and always remember, remember. Keep that head cleared out, okay? Meditate. Take a few deep breaths. The rise and the fall will be after. That wraps up another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.